Welcome to the WNCT Podcast Network. There is a popular notion the COVID-19 pandemic may have had a positive effect on one aspect of our lives, the environment. People staying away from our shores and waters while on lockdown, or did they? You know, what I think we've seen is people are really um, taking advantage of the local environments they have. They're not doing all the worldwide traveling and, you know, more extensive trips. Todd Miller is the director of the North Carolina Coastal Federation. On a world scale, there actually have been improvements in terms of global warming and climate change. But in terms of pressure on the local environment, if anything, it's intensified because people are going out their back doors and taking more advantage of what is available locally. So what's the state of our environment as we attempt to return to normal? I'm Emily Severidge, and I'll talk to Not On Your Side reporter Victoria Holmes to find out if COVID-19 really had an impact on our conservation efforts, for better or for worse. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The State Of. This is a segmented podcast that we're doing here at WNCT to really dive into the different aspects of our society that have been affected by the pandemic the past year. We've already looked into the state of hospitals, the state of churches, the state of Um, farming. And today we're diving into the state of environment. This is going to be our very last state of podcast, our very last state of series. So we're going to be wrapping it up today with Victoria Holmes. Hello. Hello. Hi, Emily. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I am doing so great. Number one, because I love (laughs) how the weather's been and this story state of environment. I mean, it was perfect because I was along the coast. So Mm -hmm. it was a fun one. Awesome. Well, one of the things that you first mentioned, it was one of the first things you mentioned in your story is that when the pandemic started, everybody started going out, things were shut down and people started flocking to the outdoors to go to walking trails, to do just outdoor activities, biking, things like that. Now, at the start of the pandemic, you weren't in North Carolina, you were across the country. So was it the same there? Did you notice people going out more and enjoying the outdoors more at the start of the pandemic where you were? You know, that is so interesting because you would think, because when I first, um, when the pandemic first started, I was in San Diego. California because I was going to school at University of San Diego and they shut down the beaches. So Mm. as much as people were wanting to go outside because the best time to go to the beaches is really March, April um, to get some of those uh, like the waves and um, the Santa Ana winds usually come along that time. So it's like these hot winds and all you want to do is just like have a have a nice beach day where you can dip into the cold cold ocean but no the beaches were shut down we couldn't go along the um the the trails that were over there there's this one really popular hiking trail um in in uh south in excuse me south carolina ah, in san diego and um those national parks were shut down and honestly uh, the government had and they're still reeling from the um from the uh lashed back from that a lot of people were really upset that they couldn't go outside and that we were just all kept inside and so that was san diego and then i ended up uh, moving back home to dallas texas and dallas is a little bit more was a little bit more open compared to san diego and everyone was outside even in the sweltering heat people were like we just need to get out here and so that's one of the things that I noticed is that in Dallas, people were outside on the biking trails and, and people were wearing their masks even outside. But at that at that time, there was so much confusion about COVID. 
Um, so in San Diego, as much as I, as I wish I could have taken advantage of the outdoors back there, um, no, like, no, we couldn't, it was, it, we couldn't go outside and we couldn't go to any public places really. Um, Texas, a lot of people did go outside and enjoy the weather. And then I also lived in Austin and in Austin, um, this was over the summer. Yeah. I've lived in so many places within the past year in Austin. Everyone was enjoying the outdoors because it's, there's a lot of, um, trails and hiking places and lakes in Austin. I know uh, over the summer, I took advantage of Ladybird Lake and we were allowed to do paddle boarding and a lot of water sports. And so, yeah, I mean, really the places where I had been, where people could go outdoors, they, people were taking full advantage of that. That's awesome. And I mean, I was here in North Carolina the whole time, you know, my mom uh, was living with me at the start of the pandemic. So we definitely took full advantage, you know, living here in Greenville, going to the, the Greenway and those trails and things like that. So that's really interesting to know that, you know, not all places kind of took advantage of those shutdowns to go outside and, and, and have something to do. Mm-hmm. Um Another thing I want to talk about is one of the experts that you were speaking to um, said that, you know, people being outdoors, as great as it is, was actually causing a strain on the environment. Um, he mentioned, you know, global warming as one of the main factors of these environmental issues we're seeing. So how did he explain to you what really is going on, how this has really put a strain on the environment this past year? So because people were taking advantage of going outside, um, when people use the environment for entertainment and, and don't really have that respect for it, you know, people were going outside last summer and drinking on the beach and bringing food to the beach. And that can cause all sorts of issues with pollution and um, feeding animals. There was something about, uh, he was talking about how like sometimes like people will try to feed the seagulls, but then that leaves leftover trash and then seagulls fight, o- fight over the food. Um, and then and then it kind of attracts like more critters to one area. Um, and kind of just really when it came to the coastal areas was just a lot of that trash, that pollution from people bringing their food and not picking up after themselves. And you know, it's, uh, it's not necessarily always people just doing it on purpose. I think you're just having fun and then you just leave your stuff behind. And sometimes the sand covers up some, some of your trash, which I mean, it's just, it's just be careful next time you're out there. He, he was also saying that, um, people's backyards, that one of the issues that they're facing is storm water runoff. And he's saying that people just, it really taking care of the environment starts with people's backyards. Like beware of the, the oil that you leave behind, beware of um, the pesticides, antifreeze, anything that when you're washing your car and, and you see uh, all the, all the water, you know, being, um, uh, washed off in the drain system, make sure that you're, that you're using products that are environmentally friendly, because those are eventually going into the same water that you're trying to enjoy over the summer. Definitely. So from what you talked to from speaking with these environmental experts, would you say or or would they say that the coastline is really what seems to be suffering the most right now? You know, that's a great question. Um, I don't think that there's any one particular area. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really just the fact that people need to be a little bit more careful about whatever you do this summer, whatever you're doing right now, especially as the, as the weather is getting warmer and places are opening up more. Just be just be conscious 
of the environment that you're using and the resources that you're using, they're not going to last forever if you don't take care of it. And as much as I love the outdoors and as much as I want people to to enjoy the outdoors, just always remember, just keep in the back of your mind that this, what we have, especially here in North Carolina, I mean, I lived everywhere and especially here in North Carolina, it is so beautiful here. And to see that kind of being threatened by overuse Mm. is something that really scares me. Um, Especially since I've seen areas, San Diego, as much as San Diego was beautiful. I mean, it's called the most beautiful city in America. Well, slowly it's not becoming the most beautiful (laughs) city in America because of the way that people kind of trash the environment. So, um, you know, going back to whether or not it's the coast that's really suffering, I think it's really anywhere the the more people that are getting out there and and, um trying to take advantage of nature the more that all these systems are being strained and it's all part of one system you know it's it's it all affects every every part of um, the environment affects each other there's always going to be consequences in one area that leads to another so i think really it's it's not only the coast it's it's all these areas where people are using um, more of the air, uh, like the hiking trails, for example, more people are, are using hiking trails. So that area is becoming strained. You're seeing more pollution in that area. People are using the coastal area. So that area is being strained. Um, just really any area where, where people are taking advantage of the outdoors is, is seeing those consequences. Definitely. And, and you already mentioned one of the, you know, ways that people can be conscious of, of, um, pollution and, and just keeping the environment safe. Things like, you know, making sure you don't have pesticides in your, in your backyard or antifreeze that can run off easily into sewers and things like that. What were some of the other, you know, ways that experts were saying that everyday people can help with these issues, combat these issues? I think, one, I think one really interesting thing that is very particular to North Carolina are um, the shellfish industry. Mm-hmm. So this was something that was super, super fun that I found out because I love seafood and yes. I am always I get I try to be conscious of um, not eating seafood that is farmed because you talk about salmon farms mm-hmm. and how eating salmon is very bad for the environment and also bad for you when it comes to eating because of because of a whole bunch of health concerns when it comes to mercury when it comes to there's not as many um of the omit the healthy omegas that you want to get from natural uh, natural excuse me seafood um and so one thing that uh the director his name is todd miller told me is that the shellfish industry so oysters and um clams are two shellfish that filter the water Mm -hmm. so when you order shellfish you're supporting the shellfish industry here in eastern north carolina which they're trying to grow because the more the more demand for that shellfish there is the more that they're going to start farming them and um those shellfish filter the water for oysters i believe it's uh one adult oyster can filter up to 50 gallons a day i know and a clam (laughs) can uh, filter up to 24 gallons a day right and um i love seafood i love north carolina restaurants Mm -hmm. because they're especially the mom and pop ones there's a whole bunch of mom and pop ones over here and people are so nice so kind so this summer when you're out there or or, or order some oysters you know get some seafood (laughs) and they're good for you too so yeah there you go so one of the you know this story is kind of in correlation to a story you did last week about rising sea levels 
And it seems like the experts you spoke to are concerned or worried about the ins- the state of the environment, even within just the next year, their product- predictions or projections for just one year from now. What are they kind of looking at with those predictions? What are they expecting to see or hoping to see in the next year? Right. Yeah. So um, this is kind of a little bit on the negative side, but it, it's 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 going to happen anyways, rising sea levels. That's just a consequence of what's been happening with what humans are doing when it comes to um, climate change, global warming, the CO2 emissions that are going on. And that CO2 emissions and the, the impact of that, that's natural, but human consumption use has exasperated mm. the um, increase in rising uh, sea levels. And so um, when it comes to to what is being expected along the coastal cities is that some of these towns, some of these areas need to start preparing for the next hundred years for what's to come. And what's to come is more and more water and more people are going to are going to be feeling the effects of water damage. Um, Already we're seeing effects from hurricanes. Already we're seeing effects from floods. So really, uh, the story that I did last week was kind of just talking about that. cities, governments along the coast need to start preparing and putting in policies and putting in procedures in place for these rising sea levels because it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So the experts seem to think that, and I, I, you know, this is what I kind of derived from your story is that they seem to think that the pandemic has benefited the environment in a way, but also sort of put a strain on it. So do you see them thinking that people will be more appreciative of where they live in the future because of this pandemic, because people kind of had that opportunity, I think, to slow down and take a breath and go out and enjoy nature and do things that normally they wouldn't get to do on an everyday basis, you know, working and doing all those daily activities. So do you think that this will make people more appreciative of the environment and hopefully, you know, start to realize, you know, I live here. I need to take care of this place. You know, that's a good question. And that's something that I wasn't sure about myself. And then when I talked to the the director, Todd Miller, he was like, yeah, it's a double-edged sword. Mm. What we're seeing is people are, are putting more strain on the system. But he said that was happening anyways. And yeah. he said that now people are really coming to to really enjoy the environment that they live in and appreciate where they live in because it's it's something that the pandemic did force people to to escape to Mm. and you said a lot of people are escaping to um the coast or escape to the coast once once uh lockdowns hit he said that um a lot of the beach houses like beach rentals um because they were kind of like socially distanced and because they uh weren't like hotels where uh i think some of the hotels along the east coast were were shut down for a little Mm -hmm. bit or were very restricted in what they could offer to um patrons he said that those beach rentals you know people were using them and enjoying them and um people really did seem to to appreciate the environment that they lived in and he saw more people um concerned like asking questions Mm. and i think that's what it really starts with it's just when people start asking questions that's when you know that they have some sort of stake or some sort of interest in in what's going on around them and i think that's that's a positive sign because it shows that people are starting to care 
a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's a a perfect note to end on. Um, I want to thank you so much, Victoria, for joining us for this state of podcast. Again, guys, this is going to be our very last episode of the state of from WNCT. We're doing the very last one, the state of the environment. We hope you guys have really enjoyed listening to these and learning about what these experts and people here in the community have to say about what's been going on over this past year and, and what they hope, you know, uh, for the future future in the next year to come. Um, so thank you so much, Victoria, again, for doing this story, for joining us. And thank you guys for joining us for this state of.